thank you for choosing to listen to Mummy on a Break podcast. I am Maria Newman, otherwise known as Mummy on a Break. My journey to becoming Mummy on a Break started back in 2016. That was the year I took voluntary redundancy whilst on maternity leave with my second baby and without really having a plan. The only thing I knew at that moment was that I needed to change my job. And if I didn't seize the day and take my chance, I'd be in the same job doing the same thing up until the time I retired. The thought of that scared me. So long story short, I embarked on my journey of being mummy on a break, which actually started with my decision to start my own business. And by following a very windy road, it led me to create the life I really wanted. I now help women who were like the old me. I help busy working mums who are tired and exhausted take back control and create the life they really want. If you want to find out more about how I can help you, then check out my website, mummyonabreak.co.uk and click on work with me. However, for now, sit back, relax and enjoy this podcast episode. Welcome to Mummy on a Break podcast. My name is Maria Newman and I am Mummy on a Break. You can find out more about me and Mummy on a Break on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. During this podcast series, I will be interviewing ordinary people like you and me who I've met during my life who I think are inspiring individuals. My guest today is Rin Hamber. We originally met at Freelance Mum, a networking group for mums that is child-friendly and our paths have continued to cross since then. To sum up Rin, she is a business owner who is also a mum of twins doing the mummy juggle and enjoying life. Rin's story is very inspiring and a tale of threes. When she had her twins, they were only weeks old before she separated from her her partner. She decided to move house and also start a business, a daunting situation to be in. But she more than survived and has proved that anything is possible if you want it. Hello, Rin. Hello. (laughs) Um, So I know a bit about you, but our listeners don't. Yeah. If you'd like to tell us a bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today. Okay, um, so yeah, I'm Rin. Um, I guess saying that I'm a mum of twins first is probably the, the most important bit of being, <laughs> being a mummy podcast. Um, so yeah, I'm a mum, which still still baffles me, you know, when your kids run up to you and go, mummy, and you're like, really? <laughs> I'm not grown up enough to be a mum. Um, uh, career-wise, yeah, so I run a copywriting agency. I started my career... Um, actually in journalism, although before that I did do a business degree. Then I discovered journalism, did a, a postgrad in journalism and, and went into that career. Um, I've been working for myself since 2010, so I, I think I'm entirely unemployable now. Um, but started off as you know freelance journalist and, and then sort of gradually did more and more copywriting and then, yeah, launched the agency when the girls were little. Um, what else? I, I grew up in South Africa. Something I know that my accent is completely gone. I moved here when I was 14. Um, but yeah, I've lived in Bristol since I was 23, um, and I love it. That's about it, really, I suppose. Probably loads more I can say about me, but possibly not on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you say about um, being unemployable now, because mm. that has been a common thread through the interviews 
that we've done people said right that's it I'm I've got my own business yeah I can't I can't go back to being an employee now it just wouldn't be possible yeah it, it's funny I think that <laughs> there have been moments and especially this year as the business has got bigger it, it obviously starts to bring more stresses with it um and I I of, um, I'm on the NatWest Accelerator program at the moment. Mm. The, the business is based there, so I've, I have a mentor who I catch up with once a month, and I've said to him, you know, I don't know why I'm doing this. Why don't I just go and get a job? It would be so much easier, and I get paid more, and I could go home at five or six o'clock and not have yeah. to think about it. But then I think, yeah, but what if it was a sunny day and I wanted to work outside, or you know, what if one of the little kids is sick and you know I didn't have a flexible employer and those sorts of things? Yeah. And I think actually you can forget the benefits of working for yourself because they become normal yes. but actually if you compare it to the things that people have to cope with when they're working in a in a nine to five um we're actually very lucky totally agree so what was it that actually made you start the business because obviously you'd had a freelance career before that mm. what was the trigger so i actually ran another business for a couple of years um called inside scoop with uh, a friend of mine another mummy blogger um I don't know if you know Slummy Single Mummy. Yes, Joe oh, yes, yes. So Joe and I ran um, a business very much part time. Um, so she was doing her blogging and I was doing my journalism, and mm. we we sort of were being mates. We were like, we should start a, a business together. We had no idea what we were going to do, and so we we ran this kind of training company where we were sort of helping, basically using our skills, helping very small business owners mm. to learn how to do it themselves. So mm. whether it was use Twitter back in you know it was, it was when Twitter was quite new, um, or how to write a press release, or how to be in touch with journalists, that sort of thing. Um, and that was great it, you know we, we we didn't really make any profit we didn't really make any loss it was just a really good learning experience and we through that got a, a business coach on this government funded scheme and I think that was what really started shifting my mindset from just being a writer to sort of thinking about the more business aspects of what I did and yeah. so initially after that business um, folded uh, because she she moved away basically that was the only reason we'd ended it I I sort of started taking that approach to my business, um, as in my business as a writer. Um, I started doing more copywriting, and and I thought, you know, we'll just I'll give it a go. You know, being a copywriter rather than a journalist, mm. and I was still doing a bit of journalism. And within about six months a year, I was so busy, and I was working you know late most nights, and I was working you know weekends. Um, and in I think it was around April two thousand and fifteen, I thought, right, let's see if I could get a junior writer just freelance to help out yeah and just maybe do a little bit of the ground groundwork on yeah. the piece and then I can edit it and I did that with one project and it worked really really well then literally within the, like a week or so I found out I was pregnant and I was like oh <laughs> that's why I've been so tired fair enough <laughs> but that really cemented the fact that I was going to have to change how I work because I was like well you know, I can't work a 50, 60 hour week mm. when I've got a baby. Mm. <laughs> a baby. <laughs> I had no idea there was going to be two babies <laughs> or that I was going to be doing it by myself. But um, also, ironically, I, I thought that having an agency would be easier. I thought, great, we could do loads and loads of work, yeah. but I won't have to do most of it yes. because I have the writers. Yeah. That'll be easy. <laughs> no, it's way harder and you earn way less. But that was basically how it all started. So that was that was the reason why I thought, let's do it good trigger mm. so what's your ultimate goal where do you see sort of your life your business going it's a really good point uh, th- this is the kind of thing that fluctuates depending on my mood so <laughs> there's there's the days where I'm like yeah great I'm gonna build this like brilliant amazing agency and you know we're gonna all be gazillionaires and it'll be it'll be wonderful I'm gonna buy an island 
Uh, that's not most days. There are days where I go, I don't, I don't know. Maybe yeah. we'll just keep getting paid until I'm old, and I don't. But I think the genuine dream is to is to grow the agency, um, to to get it to a size where actually I can literally just focus on being the business leader. So I'm not, you know, at the moment we're a team of five, so everybody kind of mucks in and does most things. And, mm. you know, yes, I've, I'm the director, but, you know, I can also be literally sort of doing the photocopying because we all have to muck in. Yeah. I would like to get it to the point where I've got a bigger team and um, and also I'd like to pay everyone more. At the moment we're very much still in startup mode and I'd, I'd like to get it that a bit more established. Um, really, my dream dream, is to buy a house in the south of France and write novels and drink oh. wine and grow vegetables. Oh, that's, that's a dream. lovely picture you've <laughs> painted. I like that. And maybe some cheese as well. Yeah, cheese. Oh, I might have cheese. a couple of chickens out in the garden, oh. you know. Yeah. It'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. I think I think it's one of those dreams that sounds good, but I don't know. Yeah. So we're, we're planning a trip to France next year. Mm. Um, in, we're going to hopefully, fingers crossed, if it all works out, we're going to have six weeks in a camper van driving around Provence, nice. exploring the area, yeah. and kind of just generally, you know, potentially scoping out yeah. where the nice villages are and stuff, yeah. just in case I ever manage to do the dream. At the very least, it will be an adventure. Yeah, it um, sounds like a great adventure. Yeah, because the girls start school in September 2020, so it's the mm. last time we'll be able to do a mm. big trip outside of school holiday. Yeah. You know. So what's the most challenging thing you've done so far since starting the business? Or since before. Mm. It's funny because I love a challenge. Mm. Um, and I, I sort of, I go through life with the sort of sense of naive optimism that everything's going to work out okay. And it's only later I look back and go, oh my God, that was so hard. <laughs> and, and I think definitely that first year from the, the children being born, because it was literally, mm. they were born. Yeah. Six weeks later, we moved house. Yeah. Three weeks after that, my partner yeah. and I split up. Yeah. And seven months after that, I launched the business. And I, I, I always think if I ever write my mom memoirs, even if just for myself one day, yeah. there's a particular moment, and the girls must have been less than six weeks old because we were still in the flat rather than the house. Yeah. And um, I'd finally managed to get both babies to sleep at the same time. And I, had a, I, was, I was writing an article for The Guardian at the time. Mm. I can't remember for the life of me what it was about. And I was sat on the floor cross-legged. <clears throat> I had a Pampers nappy box in front of me, yeah. which my laptop was balanced on. <laughs> And I had my hospital grade um, breast pump, yeah. one on each boob. And I'm writing this article for God, and I was like, this is insane. What, what is this? And it was just so, I just thought oh, I must look such a picture. And also thinking, you know, one day people are going to be reading this Guardian article, and they're yeah. going to have no idea that what the state of life was when I was writing it. Oh, so, um, so, yeah, that, that when I... So you know, sometimes you doubt what you've achieved, and yeah. I think sometimes I have to look back on things like that and go, "Wow, actually, mm. I did survive that, um, and not just survived it, but actually, it, the business survived. The business yeah, has flourished. Yeah, yeah. We've got to where we are, and yeah. and yeah. So so, I guess at the time, it was hard, but I I, I suppose I didn't see it as a challenge because I, I kind of just had to get on with it. Mm. You know, sometimes if you realise the the difficulty of the yes. situation you're in. It overwhelms you. Yes. So I was like, no, I'm fine. This is great. Everything's wonderful. <laughs> Just after that's, that's how I survived. By pretending it was all fine. <laughs> but pretending to myself. Yeah. I genuinely believed it was all okay. And, and that's so. probably in when, you're, when we find ourselves in situations, if we've convinced ourselves 
that we can do it and it's mm. going to be okay, mm. then it gives us the courage yes. to just get on with it. Get on with it. Because it's mostly it is going to be okay. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's the thing. It's, you've got to have a balance. And I think probably what I've been not so good at is asking for help mm-hmm. and recognising where I am actually heading for burnout. And I've had, mm. over the last three, three and a half years, I have had several patches where I have fully burnt out and yeah. had to literally just go, I can't, yeah. and, and sort of laying on the sofa in my bed for a week. Mm. Um, so I think if I had to go back and do it again, I would probably, you know, yeah, keep that naive optimism, keep that sort of sense of it's going to be fine, but also occasionally go, uh, somebody help me take my children away for a little bit. <laughs> and I think probably as a business owner, that's a lesson that everybody learns mm. to go, it's okay to ask for help. You can't do everything by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know. I think it's it's almost like um, for me you say about you can't do everything but the thing is actually you can for a very long time you can mm. and you don't see that it's damaging you mm. <clears throat> you don't see the effect that it's having on you and so um, so it's not just a case of going I can't do it it's, even if you can do it doesn't mean you should mm-hmm. just because you can do everything yes. I can yeah. get up and work from morning till night I can yeah never take a break and do stuff for myself I can never you know whatever it is that yeah. I need to survive yeah. but ultimately whether it's in three months six months or ten years that will have a negative impact yeah. so you've got to sort of preempt that and go I don't have to do everything yeah. all the time and that's why I like you know some of the um, networking groups that we're members of mm. there's that reminder what are you doing for yourself yes. this week yes that's a very that's a very challenging because yeah Faye puts that out was it every Monday I think it is yeah and I always stop and think, I, I don't know, what am I doing for myself? And it is, it, genuinely, it is, it is the hardest of the week's questions for me to answer, because I'm like, I don't know. Often not much. Sometimes it's literally <laughs> like, I'm going to go to bed early. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> and, and sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah, going to bed early is like my biggest self-care tip. So what is it that drives you? Because obviously you've got two beautiful girls. Mm. What is it then that drives you to sort of, do what you want or is it more than that what, what drives you I don't think it's them I think it's my personality um I think I've always been an achievement junkie like my family have always taken the mick out of me like oh there she goes with another project like you know when I was at at school so when I was 10 we went on this really awful school trip like a, it was like a long weekend thing and it was basically like army camp it was awful oh it goodness. was very like survival mode thing and I'm I was a bookish child, you know. Yeah. I wasn't good at sports. Yeah. I didn't want to run around at night trying to steal the other, get the flag <laughs> after the other gang or whatever. So I faked an asthma attack, I remember. So oh my like, goodness, it must have been bad. It was awful. But anyway, a couple of years later, we were supposed to go and do the same thing. So I was 12 yeah. years old. And I was like, I'm not going. Yeah. I'm just not, I refuse to go. And so I stayed in school. Well, my entire year went on this thing. So I ended up editing the school paper. Yeah. Because um, I was in the, it was the top of that, the primary school. So I was yeah. the oldest in the primary school edited the paper and I really really loved it and I've always done that I've always got involved if there's some sort of project when mm. I was at university I was um first of all joined the the people and planet group which is kind of an environmental and mm. human rights group so I was on a committee for that in my first year and then everyone was going oh there's no amnesty international group we should all set one up and I was like cool you should and they're like mm. so I set one up and so I was the president of that and I've always been a bit of a joiner a bit of a yeah a bit of a, a bit of a keener you know, about stuff. So There's nothing wrong with Keenan. Yeah, <laughs> Keenan's are great. It's so funny, isn't it, the things that people mock you for when you're a child. When, you, when you're when you an adult, those yeah. are the things that make you successful. Yeah, yeah, um, true. So, yeah, I think I've just always had a sense of drive. I can't... Um, not that I can't sit still. I, I love to relax, mm. but I've always thought I want to 
to do something yeah and it doesn't have to be career driven it can Mm. be you know i want to like we're growing vegetables out in the garden or i want to learn how to speak italian that lasted for about two weeks but (laughs) it's that sort of thing you know i I love doing so i think that is what drives me in in all aspects of life so what's the best piece of advice anybody has given you Mm. i don't know if it's so much advice but i think that it's been an interesting journey over the last few years really kind of mm. coming through you know divorce and various other things in my life and and reading the work of Brené Brown and sort of seeing her TED talk um and the stuff that she talks about around shame mm. and there's a difference obviously between guilt and shame guilt being something that's actually quite positive in many ways if you mm. do something wrong you feel guilty and then mm. you learn not to do it again yeah, yeah. but shame that fundamental sense of not being good enough or not mm. being an okay person in some way I think as you get older, naturally, you start to learn this stuff and you start to care less about what people think mm. and, and all the rest of it. But I think just that understanding and that work that I've done, whether it's been through therapy after my divorce or working with a coach or just lots of reading. I love Psychology's magazine as well. Um, and understanding that stuff around, I'm okay. Mm. I'm not perfect because yeah. I'm, I'm such a perfectionist. But I'm not a perfect person but it's okay and it's understanding that actually nobody's perfect and I think the older we get the more we start to talk to each other about what's authentically going on inside like mm. oh my god you know I I got really angry with my daughter and, and, and I smacked her and I'm like but I, I was never going to smack as a parent yeah. that was that was absolutely like no way there's no yeah. way that's going to happen and, yeah. and then you do it and you go oh I'm such an awful person yeah. because I've gone against my own morals and yeah. you speak to somebody else and they're like oh I did that <laughs> You know, and Brené Brown talks about how um, empathy is the antidote to shame. And as soon as you get something out there and say, oh, I feel really rubbish about myself because of this. And then somebody else, but I'm, but I'm like that too. Yeah. And you think, oh, okay. And we start to give ourselves a break. We start to give other people a break. So it's not advice as such, but it's, I suppose, if it, if it can be summed up in advice, it's just to, to give yourself a break. Mm. We're none of us perfect. And actually, if we can all be very open about that, um, we will start to feel more and more secure in who yeah, we are and we'll yeah. be more empathetic to others. Yeah, yeah, because I think we all sort of... We think we're the only ones mm. and and all those thoughts of negativity, it's just yeah. us. Yeah. You know, everybody else is living this picturesque life and it's yeah. all fine and, and actually, you know, we've all got our little cracks and that's what makes us human. Exactly. And it doesn't mean we can't work at it. Um, mm. Again, sorry, I'm a bit of a Brene Brown evangelist, but she, she talks about... Um, you know, striving for 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 um for excellence, mm. and I think that's really important. So you know, obviously, if you're a perfectionist, that can be quite damaging. Mm. But you still want to strive for excellence. You know, mm. I want to strive for excellence as a parent, as a business owner, as a as a, a you know leader in my in my business, and and all the things I do, I want to do them well. Mm. But not be a perfectionist mm. and realize mm. I'm going to make mistakes. And yeah, it's okay. It is okay. So. How do you manage the juggle of business and family and self? Yeah, if you'd have just said business and family, I'd be like, yeah, no problem. And self, ooh, that's a hard one. Um, so I, I guess there's some practical things in terms of I've always invested in childcare. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, and to be fair, as a single parent, I was getting support for the government, so I was lucky in this, but I was spending £1,000 a month on um, on nursery because obviously having two at the same time yeah. and that was just for three days a week yeah. but that allowed me to keep going with the business um, it was a 
best investment I made because otherwise it wouldn't have worked um, mm. otherwise. So, but also using using different times. So, um, I'm lucky having twins. They they sometimes wake up early, but they'll be quite happy. I say sometimes wake up early. They always wake up early, <laughs> but they are quite happy to play for pretty much anything up to an hour. I mean, you might have to get them a snack or whatever. But I can say it. Mummy's mummy's still sleeping. Of course, mummy mm. isn't still sleeping because first of all, I can't sleep with them like bucketing around next door. But also, I've got my laptop. Yeah. And I'm getting my social media done in the morning or whatever it is. And it's taking those little bits of time. Yeah. So as a result, I'm, in theory, work three days a week. But in reality, can do a full-time job, which is yeah. great. Um, I've started to get a bit better at asking for help um, in terms of getting people to babysit. Or just, you know, now, obviously, the children being older, it's a bit bit easier. They're three mm. and a half. And so I, they can stay over at their grandmother's house. Um, you know, it's still I still don't ask her too much because they do wake up in the night, but that was impossible when they were tiny. Yeah. Um, but one thing that's been really, really helpful, this came out of um, my uh, work that I was doing with a, a coach earlier this year, was um, protecting a two-hour patch of time on a Friday morning. So luckily now, my partner takes the children into nursery, so they leave the house by quarter past seven. And I take two hours, which is great because it, if it was during actual work hours, I'd feel like, oh, I need to be working. Yeah. But I do it quarter past seven to quarter past nine. So, you know, I'm still kind of at my desk when I should be. And I do whatever I need to do that day. And it's it's deliberately a very free, there's no structure to that time. Um, so, you know, last week I sat and I journaled to start with because I was feeling a bit tense. And I was like, I don't, I don't really know what I want to get out at this time. Mm. So journaling, that was really helped and it really focused me. And I started looking at a bit of gratitude stuff. And that was really good. Today I did some reading, reading my Brené Brown book, reading old issues of psychologies, um, did a meditation on my phone, you know, the sort of uh, headspace, yeah. really good. So it's just, and, and actually that, the benefit of it is not just that I do something useful in that time, but actually it it turns off the noise mm. and there is so much noise. My, my head is constantly, you know, I'm project managing my family, I'm project managing my house, I'm project managing my team, I'm trying to make all of these things happen there's never any time for that quiet voice inside you to go, help, Yeah. <laughs> I need something. Yeah. You know those moments where you're like, I don't know what I need. Am I hungry? Am I thirsty? Am I tired? Am I, I don't yeah. know, what, what do I yeah. need? Y- you can't hear your inner voice mm. with all that clutter. So mm. that two hours on a Friday um, allows me to figure out what I need. And sometimes what I need is just to sleep. Mm. But other times what I need is to go out and party and you know drink and dance till two in the morning. And sometimes what I need is to get out in the garden and be in nature or, you yeah. know, but yes. I, I don't know what that thing is until yeah. I give myself space to be quiet. Yeah. Just, that's, just let it come out. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard mm. to do when you're so busy. To actually block out two hours, it feels like the biggest extravagance. It feels mm. like such a waste of time. I'm like, my kids are in childcare. I should yeah. be doing something. I should yeah. be achieving something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But then if you were working for someone, you know, you'd, excuse me, you would be able to have some time for personal development or a mm. bit of time for reflection yeah that's and you true. probably wouldn't well you wouldn't feel guilty because it makes you a, a better employee because yeah. it is about self-care and as you said when you become a business owner yeah it seems like a luxury you feel guilty for taking time yeah. out for your just yourself and not for the business definitely definitely one thing i need to now like now that i'm sort of in the habit of those friday mornings i also then in work time need to block out a couple of hours each week where i can do like um, professional development mm-hmm. because obviously I'm giving out a lot but mm. the world of business is changing every day mm. the world of marketing is changing every day and I need to keep up and mm. that's something that 
you know you can sort of learn whilst you're running and that's mm. fine but you know there's you know I've got this book over here um, persuasive copywriting it's quite it's quite an old book actually I think it's been updated recently but um, but you know just stuff like that yes I'll probably know 90% of the stuff in it that's not the point but there mm. might just be one thing that I think oh that's great mm. and it really helps me sort of help another client in an, another mm. sort of way or you know reading podcasts HubSpot's got a great blog those sorts of things actually putting into yourself is is yeah. so important yeah really important so for people who have been listening to this podcast mm. and if they've heard something that's like resonated with them and they just want to just get in contact yeah. I know you're sort of on Twitter and you're on Facebook how's the best oh, way to sort of oh, get everywhere <laughs> everywhere the marketing machine is in full swing um, so most of the, the the links should be on our website so it's um, www.rin that's R-I-N for November hyphen Hambra H-A-M for mother B-U-R-G-H dot co dot U-K it's a very irritatingly difficult to naturally spell sort of a name <laughs> but yeah rin hyphen Hambra dot co dot U-K um, and then so I guess for the mummy thing, so obviously there's there's a lot of business stuff mm-hmm. out there. So um, Instagram's quite a useful one because we've got the, the business account, which I think is just Rin Hambra and like spelled out A and D Co. Um, but then there's also Rin and the Twins. Um, so Rin and the Twins is where you'll get endless photos of basically small people, my garden, stuff I'm eating. <laughs> That's about it, really. <laughs> Sounds like a good Instagram. Account. Yeah, yeah, it's classic mummy Instagram. <laughs> so thank you very much. Rin, and uh, thanks everyone for listening.